Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. I'm trying to tell my B's from my sixes, Emma. And I'm the letter B. Everyone always mistakes for a six. Connor! <laughs> Can we just say we didn't know each other had those intros? <laughs> the hive mind strikes again. <laughs> So what we got coming up this week, Emma? We play a round of Beal or No Beal, our favourite game. We have your usual roundup, and we introduce you to our new segment, Icon of the Week. But first, here's the jingle. Dun, 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 dun. You ain't my mother! Yes, I am! Get out of my pub! You need a slapping den! You bitch! You cow! Look at your coat. Hello, princess. Frank! Puppies in the fridge. Sausage surprise. Hope, Hope you, you enjoyed, enjoyed the fireworks. fireworks. Good, Good night. night. So that'll be the last time in a, a little while that you're going to hear that jingle because from next week, it's not only my birthday week, can I just say? <laughs> it's Christmas. <gasps> Yay. Are you hanging up, <laughs> up your stockings on the wall? I don't know why I became like Southern all of a sudden. <laughs> you're doing a little dance. <laughs> me little chick, me little Raymond chick, innit? <laughs> Can we just say oh. we've worked very hard on the jingle all morning? Uh, Connor's oh had God. a bit of a yeah. breakdown. <laughs> all I can say is um, having to repeat the exact same lines over and over again, um, it really does sound to a man. It really does sound to a man. Especially when he's locked up in a house for 24 hours of the day um, in another lockdown. So, you know, just... Just hang it on to my mental health by a thread. (laughs) (laughs) This one line in particular is just broke you, that's it. Oh my God, every time I said it, I said it the wrong way (laughs) and I said it differently each time. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. I was like, wait, if you record your version, then I'll record mine and then I'll probably need to record mine again. So if you just, we'll just keep doing it like that. And then I don't mind. <laughs> Connor's still going. Still still struggling, still struggling. You'll yeah. get there, I have the faith. Yeah, I, I hope so, Emma, I hope so. But it'll be worthwhile, won't it, when they hear it'll, it? It will be, it will be. It's a fab song. It's a fab song, sang terribly by me and Emma. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I mean, that's like every jingle. So oh, yes. you'll enjoy it. We can't say it's in tune. Um, no, <laughs> mine certainly isn't. <laughs> There's a few uh, little ad libs in there from us, um, but yes, yeah, so we hope you enjoy it. From next week, you're gonna hear. Shall we give them a clue? We're gonna hear a bit of Last Christmas, but EastEnders style. God, we spoil them, don't we? Um, we spoil them. We really do. And also, just to remind everyone, we haven't forgotten about the Chantel-centric episode. We are working on that this week and it will be out sometime in the future, sometime in the very near future. Yes, we just wanted to get it all perfect and we didn't want to rush it out. So we have been taking our time on it, but it's all recorded. It's just getting edited. And yes, it'll be with you shortly. Let's talk about Lux, baby. Let's talk about Max and... Linda, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Could always say Max and Lee. What's going on? I was like, oh, nope, that, but that's not her name. <laughs> <laughs> that's her son. That's her son. <laughs>
So yes, we're going to start this week with Max and Linda. I mean, where to begin? Who knew that Linda was an artist? She's got a secret talent, guys. I know. (laughs) Not only an artist, though. Like, all those years, Whitney's um, been talking about wanting to make our own clothing business. What? Well, that's not enough, right? Linda, overnight, has created some wonderful pieces. Not only in pencil form, Mm. but in real life. I know. Do you know what's amazing? What's actually amazing is that I think this could, could save the world. I could save the... I think everyone could save the world if they just... They just helped Linda get this off the ground. It's one of those great ideas that go, great idea that goes. <laughs> great <on>, idea <laughs> that goes on track and stand, isn't it? And like they're like, we're in. Except I'm not quite sure that that is what it is, Max. And you're definitely selling her down a river. The idea behind it sounds fabulous. The idea that everyone gets to be superheroes and wear superhero outfits. That sounds lovely. Don't know how profitable it's going to be, though. When did you start drawing these? Did you just start drawing <laughs> them in lockdown? No, my favourite was when she just got this notepad out. out of no- Never seen this notepad ever. <laughs> Suddenly, she just got it with her. And Max is like, what's <laughs> yes. this? What's, e- God, what's this? I mean, who the heck goes through someone's private like journal? Because that's what it could have been. Do you know what I mean? E- God, <laughs> reading here that you like to flip in, you know, bite your toenails. <laughs> Oh, God, look at it. Look. Just read here about everything that happened with Mick's anxiety. <laughs> did he really Did he really act like that? Do you know what I mean? What if that was her private journal? Yeah, like, He's just keep having a good look through. Oh, right. June 2019. Oh, gosh, right. You didn't tell anyone about that, did you, Linda? Oh. <laughs> e, Linda, almost had an affair with a man in a hotel room because you were drunk. God, that's a funny story. Never knew that. You never talked with that one. Can you imagine? I'd be like, excuse me, can you put that back in my bag? <laughs> He's basically just took that, like, out of, like, her, pre- like, belongings. You know what I it's love? so weird. Linda has a very small pink bag, right? And that was quite a big sketch pad to fit <laughs> in there. So, and I never saw it carrying it. Do you remember, like, when you went into, like, um, like either sixth form or JCSE level of, like, art or graphics or something that had those massive folders? I had yeah. one. I had, I had one of those massive folders. They were, like, humongous, ridiculous folders. And you just, I could just imagine, like, Linda's first day of, like, of GCSE um, graphics for art. That's what it is. She's actually going to, she's like, Max, that's nothing. You should see this massive folder I've got. Look. <laughs> Just starts rolling all out. That's always giving us flashbacks. Do you remember when everyone, everyone. everyone's taking GCSE seriously? Everyone's taking six form seriously. So they all came in with like, their brand new notepads and everything. They all came in like this <laughs> under their arms. Their massive folders. It was the, the they had the big um, oh it wasn't it was like a folder, but it was also like a, a briefcase style thing. Oh had that. yes! And then the other ones had just the big sketch pads that were huge, the big yeah. black sketch pads. So you yes, knew exactly what someone was doing. Pads, yeah. And they never opened them. I never saw people open them, ever. I just saw them they carry just them. them sure. <laughs> they always carried them around. <laughs> since year Every seven. Episode, everyone feels just as they are. <laughs> since year seven onwards, that's all I ever saw. I saw people carrying them, but never actually used them. I can see. I definitely used my folder, like, but... But um, 
probably not the way that I should have. I was sticking loads of stuff in it, not just for graphics. <laughs> it might be like portfolio for graphics. And I was just like, well, I've got no room. I might as well stick some other stuff in there. <laughs> but yeah, I've got this image of like Linda going, well, I'm off to GCC art. <laughs> and just toddling off. <laughs> Do you remember when you started art in school and they would ask you to draw stupid things like yourself in a spoon? Do you know, right, I'm actually quite a good artist. Like, generally, I'm all right. Like, I'm average. not. I am not. <laughs> and um, all I can say is I went in thinking I'm going to boss art because you can just draw whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. It's going to be really liberating and free because that's what art is. Art is about expression. Nah, you've got this flipping rotted timetable in the back of your book that tells you exactly what you'll be doing each <laughs> week. Like, you know, to obviously save the teacher from having to give you homework. It's just already <laughs> there. You already know what you're going to be doing. And literally, it was things like, draw your room, bird's eye view. Oh, no, I hated that one. I hated that. And how could she well, tell me? It was boring as well. Like, I didn't have flipping yeah. posters and everything how everywhere. How could she tell me that I was wrong? She doesn't know my room. <laughs> I love that. Emma, this is, um, this is a feel. I'm sorry. This is a feel. Looks nothing like your room. How do you know? I was in it last night. <laughs> she'd astral projected. Like, she, you know, she'd had an out-of-body experience and floated over, over your bedroom. <laughs> See, I knew she was lying. <laughs> she doesn't have pink carpet. <laughs> She's literally the Sandman. She sprinkles yeah. the sleep and off you go and she floats along. <laughs> I absolutely loved it because art is meant to literally be the most freeing and creative thing out there. Not our art, Emma. No. Our art was things like, you have to get it exactly. You have to get this exactly right. <laughs> we did perspectives, and I'll never forget, right? We had to do um like a city skyline from bird's eye view. Yes. That's all they knew how to do, wasn't it? Bird's it was just perspectives. View. It was bird's eye view of everything. That's all they knew. It was, it was. <laughs> and I did like, I did it right. I did the hand-drawn one. It was perfect. Fine. Great. Teacher signs off on it. Then I had to do a digital version where we just translate what we've drawn onto a digital thing. Something happens and my completed tr- digital version was just deleted or corrupted or something. Teacher turns around and goes, you'll have to do it all again. As if, like, I'm to blame. I'm sorry that your faulty systems have, like, screwed up and robbed us of this. I clearly have done the work. I've got a drawn here. Like, what do you think I was doing when I was, like, sat in, like, the, you know, the ICT labs, like, yeah. drawing drawing a bird's eye view in front of me? What did you think I was doing? Just for fun. Just for fun. Yeah, I do it all the time, really. Just love a bit of bird's Look, eye. Look, this one's Emma's room. <laughs> I flew past last night, too. Did you not see us? <laughs> <laughs> she comes along and goes, that's not what Emma's room looks like I was there yesterday <laughs> I love it because my best grade in art was was the best grade you could get it was an A plus you're thinking well done Emma that's great what was it it was a written piece <laughs> <laughs> I love it my art skills it. never saw an A plus my written skills in art they did Oh my god, honestly, it was literally like the most boring version of art ever. Oh yeah. You know, you see things like Art Attack as a kid and you see him like flipping, going out into a field and making a humongous, humongous football player or something. Or like, you know, he goes and has like the most creative ideas ever. You go into like 
you know, normal high school art. And it's like, right, you're going to draw your face. You're going to draw <laughs> your face. Do you remember you have to draw your face, but you had to cut out bits of things from magazines to create your face? Well, that oh, doesn't look like God, me. Do you remember that one? <laughs> that didn't make but sense. It's more abstract. Ooh, they're going out the box for this one, Emma. <laughs> going abstract. Like, well, what do you think we're going to do? Are we going to give each other weird features to our faces? Are we going to have, like, flowers come out of our eyes or something? You know, how are we going to make this really abstract? Oh, we're just cutting out pieces of magazines and making a face out of it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I used to hate when they would go, like, you have to bring things in from home. <gasps> yes. You have to bring things in from home. I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> I think you can, you know, stretch out for a flipping few bog rolls. <laughs> because that's what I always was, wasn't it? Got to bring in cereal boxes. Yes. Got to bring in, um, you know, used toilet roll uh, holder things. And I was just like, um, don't you have any of that stuff yet? You've never served breakfast when you've got a breakfast club. You've never used toilets. Like, why did we have to supply them? It's like, so it's like food tech. Yes, food Go tech. as well. Bring, Bring your own ingredients. In. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realise I was paying for schooling. <laughs> and there was always that one swap, wasn't there? There was always that one swap. I'd be like, I've brought in saffron. And I've brought in, you know, like, I've got, I've, I've got like a whole collection of like Barbie doll heads that I'm going to like use to make this amazing mosaic. And he's just like, oh, shut the flipping heck up, right? Shut up, man. You're making all the rest of us look bad. Do you remember, right? I know that we're completely <laughs> off topic now. But do you remember you had to back your books in English and you got wrong if you didn't <gasps> put wallpaper on your books? Do you remember? Do you remember? I did um, a Spider-Man comic. Like, the thing is, is I didn't realise just how much that comic was probably worth because it was a really <gasps> old comic. My grandma had got us all these like old comics from a charity shop. Me being a teenage idiot, like basically just took one and cut out loads of the best comic strip parts out of it and backed it. And I was like, that's probably worth quite a bit. It was like one of the original Spider-Man comics and it was with Venom. I was like, oh no. Oh. As an adult, you realise that was really <laughs> stupid to do just for an English class they've only got for one year. Well, wasn't wasn't it weird that the pressured you like you'll get detention if you don't put some backing on your book and people had to put <laughs> wallpaper and all sorts on. <laughs> Listen, if you don't back your book, that's it. If you don't vandalize your own items, how dare you? You've got to do this. <laughs> There's no fun in this. You do what we say. Now you back that book with some wallpaper, or else that's it. You're on report. You'll draw your face exactly as I said. Oh, you're on report. You'll bring the supplies in. Oh, you'll be on report. It's just like crazy. Remember, if you didn't bring the supplies in, you'd just be sat doing nothing. It's like to punish you. How vindictive was that? What if someone was really poor? That's what I was thinking. I was like, imagine if you couldn't afford to bring in some of the items and they're like, detention. Yeah. You're on report. Oh, you're just going to have to buy some deluxe grated cheese and bring it in and um, maybe some, um, you know, expensive wine. Yeah, just to, you know, make a gravy for, for food tech, yeah. Just some, some red, just some red. Really, it's just so she could go gluck, gluck, gluck. <laughs> We've always paired together in food tech, but Connor was always sent out, so I ended up doing everything yeah. on my own. For almost everything. Me and Emma would try and pair ourselves up. Um, but I was always getting sent out or wrong. Do you remember when I got wrong for saying that someone in our class wasn't in school anymore because she had left? 
and like this was a bona fide fact she had taught me she was not returning to school um and um the teacher decided to scream at us and tell us that that wasn't the case because she hadn't signed off on that and all i was doing was answering for this person because the teacher had asked where they were <laughs> anyway back to linda back to linda and her her amazing talent that we never knew she possessed but suddenly has it it gives us flashbacks to kathleen's like um cabby days like you know where it's oh, like yes. it's, a, it's a dream i've had since i was a little girl like honestly it really is like that as so linda was like i always loved to draw i always loved to draw but mother always slapped my hand and told me i was an idiot <laughs> like that is what it's like isn't it they're going to give you this big dramatic story about how because she was you know always in pubs always living in pubs as a kid but that's that's why she can't draw. <laughs> she was always discouraged. The punt as the punt as came first. I love um, how like originally this was Whitney's storyline because she was getting a stall because she was making her own clothes, and then they were like, "Nah, we'll just pass that on." Actually, and you know we won't have them chat about it or anything. You know no. they won't have them helping each other out. No, no, of course not, Emma. Why do that when you can give Wit some more trauma and Linda an alcoholism storyline that leads into a lax affair? <laughs> One of Linda's costumes was called TikTok Man and I thought they meant the app. I didn't realise they meant clocks. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> I was like, well, I want to check him because he might be spying on you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Donald Trump about this one. Don't tell Donald Trump about this one, Linda. He'll not buy it. <laughs> Definitely be no deal for him. So Max has the the great idea. Great idea. Great idea. <laughs> that um, well, he's a trustee of the Lucy Beale Foundation, as we know. Murderer Bobby set up the Lucy Beale Foundation, and accused murderer Max is the trustee along with Sharon, and he decides to make sure Linda gets gets it because Bobby's had some terrible applicants who are under 25 that they should just scrap the age limit and well Bobby's talked it through with Peter as well even though Peter was not involved in the the trust because Peter was playing like the victim the other week where he's like I'm not involved in anything Uh, me 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 (laughs) and well now he's been included in this decision and well they've decided yeah let's scrap it now Linda can live her art dreams that's amazing, isn't it? No longer will Linda be drinking from the bottle. Da, da, She's going to be drawing from the sketchbook. Linda still drawing from the sketchbook. Oh, that's a good one in the clubs, isn't it? When the clubs reopen, Linda still drawing from the sketchbook. <laughs> this could keep me ever entertained for hours, you know, guys. Honestly, we think oh, we're so funny. <laughs> At least we do. <laughs> we do. I just love Max, um, you know, and Bobby in this moment because I'm like, Bobby was very, very serious that he, he wanted it to be prestigious, all above board, perfect for his sister. So that's why he's going to cow down to Max's demands because <laughs> Max wants to get his, get his leg over. Yeah. What could go wrong by corrupting your business and corrupting your your trust? 
for your Uncle Max or whatever the heck he is to you so that he can date a married woman. Yeah, what could go wrong, Bobby? Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, Pana. It's just a joke. Oh, like that one he pulled at Christmas yes. that time. Do you remember when we were all sat round? E God, that was such a good time. Went over to Max's, Uncle Max. Went over to Uncle Max's and... <laughs> And then for some reason, there was this video on the screen that was like basically Stacey and him kissing. But, you know, he said it was a joke and, yeah. well, we believed our Uncle Max. We sat down to watch like The Lion King. So when that came yeah. on, we were like, oh, that's different. Yeah. So we thought, had to be I a mean, prank, had to be a prank. Had to be, had to be. I mean, Dot wanted to watch, you know, the Queen's speech, but... Yeah, we, well, we had to watch the joke instead. It was it was a really funny joke. We all laughed about it for hours afterwards. We're still laughing now. For, you know except what? Except for Bradley. Well, well, Bradley, he's, I'm sure he's still he's laughing up there. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> We've got photo evidence of our, our time there with the joke. Um, you, you can see it. We'll put it on Twitter and Instagram for you so you can... Yeah. We can relive that happy moment. Such a funny joke. It's beautiful, beautiful moment, Emma. Beautiful moment. Do you know what else was a beautiful moment? The beautiful moment where Linda scared her child by putting the flash on her phone when taking pictures of her outfits. Why did she need a flash when it, she was indoors? But I also didn't understand. If you know your son doesn't like like bright flashes, wouldn't you have made sure, like been absolutely positive before you clicked like the camera button that that flash was off, wouldn't you? Like, you don't want to traumatise the kid. She's like, oh, he always does this. I never have flash on mine. I, well, it doesn't it really... Always... Never shows up your best features, does a flash. No, no, no. It no. shows all the pores, all the grey gray hairs and all the white hairs. Because, you know, I'm 57 now. <laughs> it, shows, it shows everything. It shows everything. 57 Awful. was my Connor. But I'll always be 16 to Emma. Sharon had kind of warned Max off. <laughs> I mean, that's never going to happen. And warned Linda about Max's intentions, maybe. And, uh, well, that doesn't stop either of them, really, does it? And they're chatting about it. And what I noticed when they were chatting about it after their little photo shoot um, is that Max, the super spreader of the square, was sat very close to Linda for someone who was not in her household. Oh yeah, I love that Max. He just walks in and out of everyone's houses, <laughs> residence. He comes around, has his tea, um, you know, has a drink with his friends. I'm like, no wonder we're in a second lockdown, Max. <laughs> you mean spreading yourself everywhere? Honestly, do you remember when they used to have those STI and STD like adverts where it'd be like, you know, chlamydia, gonorrhea, oh, yes. like uh, all those ones. <laughs> now it's going to be Corona, Max, Corona. <laughs> Like, it will be like that. Beware the Max. <laughs> Super spreader Max Brennan. That could be his superhero costume, definitely. He should be arrested. Super spreader, double S. Maybe he's the super villain to, like, Linda's superhero um, character. Do you know, like, he's deliberately doing this because he's very method, you see? Very <laughs> method. He's getting into the character. He's like, yes, I am the super spreader. I'm going to be in all the adverts, so what I'm going to do what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually go around and spread the disease. Perfect. <laughs> He's going to be the model. Everything. He's going to do everything. Yeah. yeah. He's going to do everything. And then Linda will come out dressed as one of her characters, probably Mr. Shoe 
all of our heroes are absolutely fabulous. And then I love how she was like, don't put him in that one. That's not mine. <laughs> when, like, when it was like the one that Mick bought. It wasn't the fact that it was bought by Mick and that it that it was, you know, like obviously touchy for her since she was basically having a bit of an inappropriate time with Max. It, it, instead, it was, that's not one of mine. <laughs> Don't put that in these pictures. How dare Get you think? How dare you think this was my creation? I would do much better than that, Max. What are you trying to say? You can already say I'll come down Dragon's Den, can't you? Well, Dragon's, my idea is um, it's a novel idea. I'm going to give you two words: TikTok man, and then just like stands back. She doesn't say anything else other than that. <laughs> And they'll be like, wow, impressive. Impressive. <laughs> it's all she had to say to Max at one point. She just she said, oh, TikTok man. I love that Max. Like, this is a great idea. Really? Like, I don't know that you can say it's a great idea. You don't exactly have a fantastic business acumen to say that, do you? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's not Alan Sugar. Like, you can't be like, yes, the investments into superhero costumes is very high this year. Very high. <laughs> So after all this, um, she heads over to Ruby's for um, just an orange juice. Ruby, well, was just plain mean as as she's been lately. I mean, you know, we've said this quite a bit. Something's wrong with Ruby. She has suffered some sort of psychological or psychotic break because this Ruby is so vindictive compared to what we have known pre-Martin. It, it seems like almost since she's gotten with Martin, she's become so horrible and hateful mm. towards almost everyone now. Yeah. Almost everyone. She judges everyone. I mean, I love it because this is this is what I love. I've wrote it down because it's one of my favourite bits. <laughs> oh, he means Ruby's, business. He means business. I, I mean business. Ruby's just looking out for Linda. She's oh. not judging that in any way. No, no, because remember, they all look out for each other around here. Exactly, exactly. And Ruby makes a point of saying that. No, Linda, she's not thinking you're an alcoholic. It's nothing to do with that. It's nothing about judging what she's drinking. No, 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 no. She's just looking out for her. Okay, Emma, just looking out for her. Just like, Five minutes later. I was going to say, just a few seconds later. <laughs> yeah. My staff have a list of people not to serve alcohol to. And you're top of the list. Okay, but you're looking out for her, not judging at all, Ruby. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why you should become like this? Duh. Now it's time for the greatest robbery since Kieran and Andrew in Redwater. And that was a good one. They still say, Emma, they still say, (laughs) if you look to the horizon in Ireland, you can still hear them laughing. Well, that and, oh no, that Limbaugh. I mean, I love this house. Everything about this heist, I absolutely adore. It's just so much fun watching it, right, unfold. I was like, who goes around to, like, each other's houses and, like, discusses the great robbery they're about to pull off? You know, like, they're like, right, let's all meet in a place that, you know, we live in (laughs) so we can discuss how we're going to commit a humongous crime. I love it, though, because they they also do it in the uh, Vic. So Ian hears them. Because, you know... At the arches. Where there's that thing that Callum left. Yeah. So that obviously picks everything up. 
Yeah, I, I just honestly love it that like they think great idea. Let's do it in arches. You know, I know it's a legit business and people will come around that corner. Leave the door open. <laughs> let's let's not worry about that. Leave the door open. Let's just talk I mean, about it in the Vic in front of Ian and other punters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did love the bit where it was Callum and um, Ben and the Vic and Ian was like, you know, eavesdropping and like listening in on on Kat and Ben talk. And Lexi was just slating, slating Ian. She was like, we don't talk to you anymore. We don't like you. I was like, I love that. I love that. Playground, playground rules. It's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. And as this is a, this is the greatest robbery that we've we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Well, cats went and got them some badges. And being the pro she is at robberies, well, she's put their real names on them. I mean, what could ever go wrong with that mentality, cat? But the thing is, anyway, they all know her real name there because she was employed as the cleaner. So no matter what, it's all going to come back to us. I don't really understand because she doesn't really cover it up because as we know later on, she does. She runs as soon as the police come. So you would think, mm, yeah. suspicious. She's like, you won't say anything. But Kat, you're like the one person who's tied to this place, bringing in new people every day who, funnily enough, look familiar to the people who took the cars. And funnily enough, they all look quite rough. <laughs> they all look like criminal types, don't they? <laughs> I mean, just Malcolm honestly look like the kind of person who would take up a custodial job. I don't think so. <laughs> personally unless it was like scrubbing the toilets of strange ways of prison i can't see it <laughs> i did just love it as well because we're like what god this is why i hate amateurs amateurs you start walking around the square talking about dead loud uh-huh. you and like ben can't make it any less obvious <laughs> that you saw about a you know burke or somewhere like and then i also love when they're like well, we need a we need another driver, so Shirley's going to do it. Okay, um, does Shirley have a legal driver's license uh, when they inevitably pull her over? Because <laughs> I don't think she does. Driving Sonia's car that some bloke who got COVID gave her does not constitute as a driving license. <laughs> oh, see, I thought it did these days. Ah, oh, yeah, a lot of people made that mistake, Emma. A lot of people like- made that mistake. When I when I hear the words play date with Max and Linda, I didn't know that must be that must mean a new thing these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, cool, isn't it? So I'm assuming this also does mean something else. Mm, yeah. Don't worry, Emma, about this, you know, needing another person to drive. Shirley's gotta stay with Kat. That's her insurance. So Kat's got a great idea. Great She's idea, Kathleen. She's gonna go home. Talk to someone else, get another person involved in this criminal activity, and that person being Stacey, who then, although we love her, gives her the worst advice in the history of advice. Why didn't you ask Kush? What do you mean? What do you mean, ask Kush? Does, does he even drive? I don't even remember him driving. When did he drive? Oh, he did, he did, because he's first seen on the square, he was driving into the square. Ah, see? See, maybe, I mean... We've never seen him drive since, but who cares about that? Like, yeah, he doesn't have to, you know, doesn't have to worry about that. That's fine. He can drive. I mean, it's not like he's got gambling addiction and he's struggling at the minute. Yeah, go on. Go on. You take him along, Kathleen. Naturally, Kat's a little bit apprehensive about bringing her, you know, partner who's also struggling and, and almost screwed up having their house taken off them. So she's a little bit apprehensive about that. A little bit. Only a little bit, though. 
Not really? enough to stop him. So she invites him along, as you do. I mean, what could go wrong? <laughs> I mean, what could go wrong? So, uh, off the head. They've got their, their new names. Shirley's now Daenerys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank God that that security bloke is not a fan of Game of Thrones. Because could you imagine, you'd be like, what, you just so happen to have been named after like a character from Game of Thrones that just came out on TV. Like, you know, let's be real. She was not reading, her parents weren't reading like, you know, Game of Thrones. It wasn't even out when they, when Shirley was young. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> and, uh, well, not only has Callum's recording device picked up everything, <laughs> Ian wants revenge because Ben won't let him in on this action. Which was really weird in itself, that scene, wasn't it? You know, where we, yes. like, yes. just started being flipping vile, vile to Ben, like, for no apparent reason. He was just like, well, your dad hates you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> where did that come from, Ian? That was so weird. And then ben and Ian now hate each other. Yeah, that was. I mean, Ben's allowed to be annoyed with Ian for robbing their mother. Yes, but that's fair. When, Ian's hatred of Ben comes from nowhere. That came from well, nowhere. That was like, well, never love you. well, if our mum hates me, then your dad hates you. That's what it felt like. It was playground. Yeah. And then it was like, and then the next bit was like, well, you don't even care about mum anyway. You don't even care. I was like, oh, God, now it's sibling rivalry territory. Yeah. Next we'll find out that really Kathy's got a long lost daughter who we never see or hear from ever again, who lives only across the other side of the London, you know, with her son. A bit like Tanya and uh, Rainey. <laughs> oh, that was classic, that one. Oh, great storyline. That stuck around, didn't it? Mm. Made total sense. So, yeah, during all that argument and, you know, Ian and Ben exchanging, you know, mean spirited blows, Ben, being professional he is, he just leaves behind uh, Shirley's ID, doesn't he? Just all of the information, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell whether Kat dropped it or Ben dropped See, it. But... Yeah, I feel like it was Kat, because obviously she was yeah. in a mood, so she was like, stick your job and all that. But yeah. at the same time, we never knew, because they were both throwing their arms around. Kind yeah, of. and also, wouldn't you have noticed that? It wasn't exactly, like, hidden. It was quite brightly coloured, like it was blue and white. How would you notice that? <laughs> like a massive <laughs> lanyard on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, even if Kat did drop that, why didn't Ben pick it up? <laughs> How did they get Shirley's photo on there? Does that not mean she wouldn't? Wouldn't you have to oh, come yeah, in? That's and, so true. <laughs> wouldn't you have to go in and get that taken? Maybe she just went in one of their machines, Emma, and got the. You know, oh, that I've never looked good in one of those machines. Nah. And they're always really difficult. You have to like sit like a. It's like, please align <laughs> yeah. your face with the, the square on the screen. And you're like, oh, God. You're like I moving in all these positions just to get into the you screen. Just the chair. Yeah. Do you remember when you were a kid and you have to adjust that chair? It never used to stay. That's what it'd be like, clunk. And then your head needs to fit in the thing. You kind of have to go forward you a bit. You train. never look good. Yeah. Like, then you don't know where to look because like, you can see the camera, but if you look directly yeah. at it, it makes you look like you're scared and <laughs> you've had a bit of a fright. <laughs> but if you look a bit too far down or too far up, it looks like you're just <laughs> not looking. Well, 
what about when like it would it they changed the rules and it was like well you can't smile on your photos either oh. so that you look like you're a flipping serial killer can't down for time or something you have i do most miserable face like mine looks awful my new one it's awful it's gotta be like emotionless it's like jesus i didn't realize the hannibal actor was the guy vetting with flipping passport pictures <laughs> And then yeah, the... he won't say anyone who has emotions. <laughs> then the flash goes off, and that just makes everything a whole lot worse. As I said before, flash never oh. looks good on anyone, does it? No, it always makes you blink. Uh huh. Oh. So then you've what got your flash? closed eyes and your serial killer face. <laughs> I mean, what could what what could go wrong with that system? I mean, nothing. I think they should let you smile because when you walk through, you're more likely to be like, oh, "Hello." I think you should be allowed to put any picture you bloomin' want. Like, oh, as long as it's you, of course. <laughs> Just <laughs> anyone? Kid, like anyone. <laughs> uh, you know what? This I use me. Connor's photo sometimes. <laughs> yeah, this is me. Got Emma's picture. Like, you do picture. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah, that was you when I graduated. Maybe, maybe not, like, any photo, because uni let me do that, and I used one of my professional photos. <laughs> and let's oh, yeah, just say doesn't really look like me <laughs> i don't but that's that's half the that's half the fun <laughs> i don't really feel we get through those you know those machines you go through now when you go on holiday oh, i mean I they them. they don't pick me up anyway so if i put a photo of me looking fantastic and that's not what i look like off a plane it's just not going to believe me at all why have they overcomplicated a system that was very simple all you did is hand your passport to someone now, no, 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 let's let machines do the job. And it's not just that. You've got to go stand in the right position. You've got to stand in the exact uh-huh. position because it's just as bad as them. Just as bad as them from photo booths. Yeah. I swear <laughs> the manufacturers of those photo booths also did them passport machines. They must. Because it's like, stand in the same position. Make sure your space is in that square. While holding your <laughs> and, blooming passport in the thing. Yeah, you've got to, got to put it on at the right time. Not any sooner or any later. Oh, got no. To, that gate won't open. Then the gate's shut on you. Oh, I hate that. Then you have to come and get collected by someone who then takes you to the person yeah. you could have just seen in the first place. Because the queue's now longer than, than so it would have been when you had the, annoying. you know, when you had quite a few people waiting. Because mm-hmm. you could all go to different people. No, now you all get stuck behind the machines because everyone else is getting stuck. Then you all have to queue to the one person they now have. The one. <laughs> Well, you've just experienced this mine and Emma's hatred of modern technology. Like, uh, like literally, this is like an explosion of what me and Emma normally talk about. It's like, just hate them machines, don't you? We're like little old, old biddies, aren't we? <laughs> Back to the heist, anyway. Back to the heist. Ian, as Emma said, has managed to recover that dodgy ID that Kat had done for Shirley. Um and decides I'm going to grass everyone up because although he's my brother and we've just had a little bit of an argument and a little bit of a fallout, I think I'm going to stick it to him. I'm going to send him to jail for like, you know, four years for armed robbery. Sorry, what? Brotherly love. <laughs> I do love it because as he's like making this call, you have that brilliant scene right before the end credits of this of that episode. You have a great scene where it's like Ocean's Five. You know, it's got this like, it's got this like groovy music going on. <laughs> You know, like, do, 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 do. and it's like, they're like going into the car. They're like, do, do. They're just rocking down the street. So cool. And also, I loved all their outfits. So you had like Cushion Ben with their caps and their leather jackets. Phil went all, yeah. nah, it's getting winter, guys. I'm going to dress like I'm going to go skiing after this robbery. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe Kush should have dressed for skiing. He could have skated off. Oh, but I then know. it all goes wrong. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so they get to the place. They get to the place. This is the best thing ever. They get to the place. Kush, Phil, Ben, they're at work, aren't they? They're at work. Kush is like one of the lads in him. He's like one of the lads <laughs> He's now. He's so excited. I love it because Phil's like, we're selling boob tubes, doesn't it? And he's like, well, oh. it's like so excited. So the thing that Kat has done here, she's brought Kush along, but what does Kush get with gambling? The rush, the buzz, the excitement, and he knows there's money at the end of it. Same's happening here. Yeah. And we're seeing him experience this, and he's wanting to do what Phil's doing. And he's getting yeah. more and more excited to do it. And he's, and Phil's not knowing. He doesn't know about... But we find out Shirley did. Shirley didn't stop this either. So Phil's just like letting him get on with it. And then he goes and puts the cord in. But can't tell he's B from his six. I mean, that was clearly a B. It was that clearly was, a B. That was clearly a B. And it's even got A, B and C along the bottom of that like pad. <laughs> Wouldn't you just naturally presume that one of those letters is going to have to go into your code? Yeah, and also if the six didn't work, you go, oh, I'll try the B. Yeah, I love that he just repeatedly tried <laughs> the same <laughs> yeah. sequence of numbers. Never tried a different six. number. Never tried a different letter. Just kept doing the same yeah. one. It will work. Nope, I'll keep going till it works. <laughs> I love it because he was like, he was thinking he was like going to be able to like, Jimmy open like a car door and like hot wire it and everything, despite having no experience of doing that. Could could do all of those things, but he couldn't even open the door that he's got the code to. He couldn't even read a piece of note. And also he thought he could do that very, very quickly when we saw how long it took Ben and Phil who actually know how to do it. <laughs> exactly. They were hardly quick themselves. <laughs> yeah, I love that because you can see that Bill's dead enough. Uh, Bill, Bill, who the heck's Bill? It's Bill. Well, <laughs> I've I... just used Ben and Phil together. Did you hear? Bill was really annoyed. Did you see him? He was (laughs) going to kick off. (laughs) He wasn't even allowed on the camera. (laughs) He was that angry. They just thought, we were going to have to cut him out of this scene. I have to cut him out. Yeah, he's smashing up walls. Kicking the walls of Kushtara. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just love it because (laughs) Phil gets so annoyed, doesn't he, when he can see that Ben has already done his. Ben's yeah. got his hot wired up dead quick, dead easy. His is on. Ben's like, what's taking so long? Bill's like, shut up, do it, man. Shut up, do it. And then you've got Cushes can't even open the gate. He's like, nah, it's just not working. It's just not working. Well, Cush, you're going to have to figure out too, because if that gate didn't open, you're not going to be arrested. <laughs> but as if things can't get any worse than this calamitous, calamitous heist. Ian's phone call, gone straight to the DI, hasn't it? No. It's gone straight, straight to, the to the DI. Don't know how it goes straight to him. Don't know how it suddenly just goes straight to him. Because he remember, must have the largest they've, grew, they've grew different DIs. It's the same DI in different apartments. They've put him in water, grew <laughs> another one. <laughs> the clone army, it's like something of Star Wars. <laughs> Honestly, like, I've never known a DI to do so many different types of work. He's like, murder... Tempted murder, house, house parties, party, burglaries, <laughs> like, you know, a carjacking, like anything. Anything. This man can turn his hand to anything. Yeah. Drugs, like taking down a gangster like Ellie, like all these different, uh, how this man, like he must be the only detective inspector they have. And if you think he does all the like 
the interrogations as well. So I there's, mean, there's no way you'd have all that time. So they've got to be grown another one each time. They must. They must. Either that or that's one overworked police officer. I know times are hard. I know times have been a bit rough on me. But come on, guys. Come on. I'm sure, I'm sure they can afford one more person. <laughs> <laughs> that poor man's like, God, oh, got a triple murder now. Just got back from uh, from homicide. Uh, do you mind just holding me tea for us? I'm just going to run over and just quickly sort this uh, this robbery out as well. Then after before... the robbery. Oh, gosh. Yeah, nice yeah. complaint. Right, I'll get, I'll get over oh. And now I've got a shoplifter as well. Um, right, I guess I'll just do an all-nighter today. Oh, wait. I'll just do an all-nighter. I've got to go and see Philip the Vic because I think I saw him. Oh, gosh. And, you know, no <laughs> one else no one else can go there, just me. Just the most overworked <laughs> day I have ever seen. No wonder he hates Phil. It's because he only gets him his jobs. <laughs> God, another Phil job. <laughs> Everything is unrelated somehow to Phil Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. he's like, God's sake! What next? A theft at the minimum that I'm going to have to investigate because Phil's done it. <laughs> so, Callum, knowing that this boss is basically right, let's get him! He's salivating at the idea of, like, you know, Phil finally going to get caught. He's like, come on, let's get him! He's desperate to get Phil in some handcuffs, doesn't he? He even says that. Oh, he says that. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, I was like, oh, he likes a bit of role play, does he? <laughs> likes a bit of role play like Ben and Callum. He's tickly found their books. I'm sure Callum could give him some tips and advice. <laughs> I mean, he's been with the Mitchell man. He's role played and, you know, I presume that involved handcuffs. Um, but Callum's not going to role play tonight, is he, Emma? He's not role playing cops and robbers tonight. He's he's worried because he's like, God, this DI is actually going to, you know, nick my boyfriend. So maybe I should do something. I know. I'll give him the heads up. <laughs> not obvious I mean, that would, I mean that would help if like you know Kush was able to get that gate open and the security guard hadn't returned enter the security guard with flowers for Kathleen hang on wouldn't they be able to trace when Callum's message to Ben came through and it's shortly after they've just found out about it and he's putting get out and they know that they're yeah hmm. yeah because even if you say, well, he didn't do it when the call from Ian came in. He did it when he realised that the archer's bug had picked up the talk of the heist. So if he'd done it then, that's still going to be evidence that he's done it when the heist was being talked about. And get out. Pretty much that's obvious what he was referring to. Unless he was on about that film. That Unless, great yes, film. the film. Get out. Yeah. He might be going on about that. He might have been going, oh, film night tonight, Ben. Get out. <laughs> You're having a film night with Lexi? Well, I've got yeah. the perfect nice, film. Nice film for a <laughs> horror film about flipping, you know, people taking over people's bodies and crazy ladies with their tea using hypnosis. Did you see the top of his, just before he texts, get out? Normally when you look at it, they've never ever texted anyone, ever. Yeah. It's always the first message. Not this time, it said attached image or something. And I was like, what's the image? But then I thought, maybe oh! I don't want, maybe I also don't want to know. <laughs> Oh my God, saucy! I know, saucy. God, I never thought he was the kind. I mean, you know, we may have all been pressured once to send a naughty picture or two, but let's be real, people, don't do it because you'll always end up on the internet somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the security guard. Yes, he's he's there and he's shouting, Kathleen. 
I've got some flowers for you. Can I tempt you with something frothy <laughs> from the machine? I mean, he knows exactly how to work with any. He's so good at his knows job. He's so good at his job, isn't he? He heard yeah. the police cars, so he just decided to go and watch them and was wondering what it was. He thought he could maybe look around the area, but then he remembered, no, Kathleen is there and they can have a drink together and she can't really leave Daenerys at the moment. So Exactly. Yeah, he's, he's really, really good at his job and he even watches her run away pretty much once the police arrive and doesn't say anything. No, not yeah, at all. No. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, that, like you know, you know who he reminds us of. He reminds me of Martin, so yeah. good at being yeah. security. Yeah, it is like that, isn't it? Like the security guards are just so laxed around there. Like every <laughs> single one of them flaxed. They're like, so could I get you chocchino, chocchino? Yeah, chocchino. Yeah, cup of tea and a chat. Cup of tea and a chat. You'll love that. <laughs> Don't worry about them expensive cars down there. Don't worry about them. <laughs> Yeah, don't worry about them at all. I mean, it's not like it's your job. I love that when, even when he noticed that Kath, I know you said Kathleen, um, <laughs> even when he noticed that Kat and um, Shirley had left, like, he didn't go after them. We just continued watching. <laughs> <laughs> he just loves the bill. So he was like, oh, it's like, the, it's like real life. <laughs> yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Was that the bill music? Because last time we did oh, this. Oh, last time it, it went wrong, didn't it? <laughs> didn't we sing like Emmerdale last time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the whole time we're like, that, that's casualty, that's casualty. Then we're like, yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daenerys and Cat, uh, they can't escape on a dragon. There's no way they can just fly off on a, the back of a dragon. Daenerys doesn't have any of them anymore. They're all dead. Um, so... Next thing, next best thing, an expensive car with Ben. Shirl, get in here. I love that Shirl and Ben are like best friends. Yeah. I don't even know he's not her best friend. Like, <laughs> get, get in here now. Come on, come maybe, on. Maybe that's why he done it. He wanted Shirl all to himself. See, that makes sense, doesn't it? Heather was getting in yeah. the way. He wanted a, his best she friend. She was getting in the way. How dare she? <laughs> so then Phil is like, um, you know, screaming at uh, Kush to get the gate open. He gets the gate open. They're about to leave. Police have arrived. It's all very finger-biting close. <gasps> but Kat's like, come on, get in the car. Get in the car with us. Just leave that one. Kush won't leave, though. No. Nope. He can do this. He can do this, Kat. He can do this. So, Except he can't. So Kat gets in with Phil. <laughs> and leaves him. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we were shipping Phil and Kat? And, like... <laughs> I was like, maybe I'm crazy. Now I'm starting to think, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. Maybe there's some hashtag kill there. Did you love it? When they go past the the DI and Phil is genuinely looking at him and laughing and he looks at him and he's like, Phil Mitchell. It's like proper Scooby-Doo. Like, I would have got away with it if it wasn't for Phil Mitchell. I just love it. But later on, he starts saying that, did anyone see anyone? And then he's... He, he totally forgets he saw Phil Mitchell. Then he thinks he did yeah. see him again. So he goes to the Vic, but then Sharon's the alibi. And then he realises he probably didn't see him. But he looked directly at him. <laughs> and it was definitely Phil. I just love how earlier on they were all calling like cat amateurs. And there's Phil, he'd smile at the DI. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, get a picture. 
He's trying to get a selfie. That's oh, what that's what it is. Trying to get a selfie with him. Drive by selfie. He loves a good what, selfie. <laughs> loves a selfie for his collection. I love it because the greatest thing ever. They just drive off, right? They just speed out there. Police don't form a barricade. Nothing. Nope, nothing. They don't try and drive after them. Nope. They, it's only when the DI goes, well, get after them, that the cars start then driving. <laughs> by which point, they could be anywhere. Like, then, then bearing in mind, we had 10 minutes. they've watched the cars leave. They they are yeah. certain, they are certain that there's someone left behind. They are certain they could go in there and find someone. And they'd find Kush. But I'm like, surely if you saw the cars go and you just assume, oh, maybe we should go after them and then go and check the area. <laughs> or maybe he knew that actually around Warfad, the criminals are a bit bungling. True. They'll always make a mistake. So there must be one in there. Got to get one at least. Just get one. <laughs> and so like, so naturally, Callum jumps in front of the car and Kush is just revving it. He's just finally got his finally hot wire up, guys. He's learned <laughs> how to hot wire a car. But... Too late because uh, Callum and his police bro has has arrived. Um, and it's all over. Callum asks Kush to leave, get out of the car, because he's arresting him. No, he's not. Kush is running. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is that instead of running out like any sane person would, he just ran further inside the building. Yeah, I thought he was going to run out where, you know, he opened the gate, so it was open, so I thought he was running towards the gate. Then he ran yeah. another way, and I was like, oh my God, Kush, because there was the wall, and I was like, don't jump or anything. Like, I thought, you know, proper movie style. But then I was like, Emma, it's not a Hollywood blockbuster. He's not going to jump <laughs> from like, like explosion he's not going to be like jumping from one building onto the next roof. Like that's not going to happen. <laughs> Secret parkour. He's been into that for years. <laughs> <laughs> but then he runs into the building. You can see him in the bins. And then the most confusing moment ever. Kush, um, Kush is hiding. Callum closes the door and goes. No, the god suspect got away. There's no one here. There's no one here. Then, arrests goes to arrest Kush, and then rings to say that he's done it. But he's just rang them to say that there's no one. Do you think the film two endings like an alternate ending and an actual ending, and then just put both of them together by accident? <laughs> because you are right. It is so weird. It's like Callum looks in, clearly sees Kush's reflection, calls it into the DI. Nah, no one's here. They've, they've managed to get away. Third floor clear, but then closes it all, and then decides actually I'm going to be a police officer for once. I'm going to be a police officer. Yeah, stuff being corrupt now. Right, Kush Kazimi, they're under arrest. You were just letting them go five minutes yeah. ago. But then Kush has the the right idea mm. to get out of this situation. Well, if you arrest me, I'll just bring Ben down with us. I don't know how we'd stand up in court though if like they get a court and. Kush is like, yeah, it was the Mitchell's idea, completely the Mitchell's idea. And then Ben just goes, well, it was actually Kat's idea because you say they were going to lose the house. <laughs> I don't think uh, Kush, Kush thought this through. Who has the real money problems? It's not Ben and Phil. <laughs> it's Kat and Kush. <laughs> They're just greedy. They just want more money. <laughs> it's Kush and Kat who are desperate. And also Kat works there. What yeah, that's the thing though. This, like, the Mitchells have. Kat used her real name, as I said earlier. She's used her real name in this place. The security guy saw her run when the police arrived. You would start to be like, hmm, something's wrong. Hmm. And also, everyone knows they have money issues because obviously Kush gambled the house. Um, but with the DI, 
He really believes Phil Mitchell's guilty of everything. He's had to trail round and go after that man all year. So he's not going to let him just sit and be happy. He's going to want him arrested. He would be on Kush's side. (laughs) Yeah, at least he'll have one. At least he'll have one on his side. I can't say the entire jury would believe that. No, a just, man who's got just the DI. Businesses. Yeah, just the DI. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine the jury would be like, right, who do you find guilty? Is it Philip Mitchell who has, you know, a legitimate business, the car lot, and has his own house and has no money problems? Or is it the gambling addict who just recently lost his house at a gambling bet to their landlord? <laughs> And his girlfriend happens to be the cleaner of the, the place <laughs> that you just robbed. I don't know who they'd pick, Emma. <laughs> so Cush punches Callum to make everything look real. Callum then lets Cush go. So then so then it's more confusing because he didn't see anyone but he did arrest someone, but now now they've got away. Yeah. <laughs> um I love EastEnders. Um I really do. Uh, I just think uh I think maybe this, that scene was maybe a mistake. Should have probably just let Callum let him go the first time, not the second. Yeah, because I feel that would that's be... the second thing. To me, that would be more in line with Callum if he just let him go the first yeah. time rather than the whole debacle. And also, it did make sense for Kush to then threaten Ben because, like I say, it would put Kat in danger. And I don't think that Kush would be that stupid to then threaten that. <laughs> I don't know, though. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we to say? Who are we to judge, Emma? So back at the Mitchells, they're all debriefing. Phil's worried that Cush is going to spill his guts. And, well, Kat thinks that they should have waited for him, but she didn't. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I did love that. Where she's like, it wasn't right that we left them. We made a mistake. What do you mean? You, You did it, though. You got in that car. You told him to come and he didn't. You can't drag him. And also she would have also been arrested, so. Yeah. And she has a lot to lose there because it is more believable because it is where she is working. (laughs) Yeah. And while Shirley says that she knows that he's a gambling addict and and then Ben and Phil are obviously angry that Kat hasn't told them because they're like, well, why do you think he's doing this? He's got a buzz, he's got a rush. And they were obviously at the time not knowing that, letting them get in the car and and help them out. And I think they're a bit annoyed that they didn't know that. And this is why this has all happened all because Kat and Shirley just decided not to say anything. What I do love, right, is that they're all panicking about like Kush grassing up and Kush being an addict. Go back to the Slaters. Suddenly, <laughs> Stacey's completely changed her mind. She's like, well, what were you thinking, Kat? <laughs> what were you... Sorry, have we just entered an alternate time stream? Did Kat drive so quickly with Phil that they've like jumped back to the future and changed it. Like you just the other day saying take Kush. You were suggesting well he's an addict cat. Then she shows cat that Kush has been gambling again. Love, love that she's known this. She's probably sat on that for about a day before she said anything. <laughs> <laughs> well I was gonna tell you, but then this great, great TV show came on, you know, cat. It was fabulous. All about little animals that live in our world, right? But you see it through their eyes. Fantastic. <laughs> Netflix are just amazing. Next week, I'm going to watch this one about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> no, Stacey. I mean, I just, if it's uh, about the alien babies, that was all a scam. 
<laughs> Still the greatest, the greatest realization I think I have ever, I've ever witnessed, ever witnessed. Like I'm going to say that. I'm going to put that down. Emma's realization that actually those baby aliens were a scam that they couldn't biologically reproduce. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Oh, I love it. So then, the police come knocking, don't they? Want to know where Kush Kazimi? Well, actually, Cal gives his full name, which was quite quite cool, wasn't it? I was like, oh. It's when you know you're in trouble. True. When the, you, it's like True. when you're at home and the you full name gets used, you're in trouble. Well, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was just maybe that we're like, you oh, know, inspired by the Carter. Lewis. True. True. <laughs> Tina Carter. Maybe Katie Lewis just being on the square has begun to influence them all. <gasps> now yes. they're all going to start saying the full names out loud. Yeah. Every Philip scene. Mitchell. <laughs> Every single scene. Well, doesn't the DI say Philip Mitchell? Yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's happening already. The Katie Lewising is happening already. The Katie Lewis effect. It is. It is. Do you imagine That's each scene, they just walk in... Hello, Jean Slater. How are you today? It's weird and it's going to affect us all eventually. We, our only hope is um, is a fabled hero from across the sea, <laughs> Agnes of Redwater. She's the only one who can save us, Emma. We'll have to get Agnes on the square. She's the only one who can stop the evil that is Katie Lewis. She technically started it. She used to always say Kathleen Moon. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Kathleen Moon. So, uh, yeah, and then the DI's obviously with Phil while Callum's with uh, Kat saying that he needs to see Cush. And the DI is wanting to get Phil arrested. He wants him in handcuffs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sharon provides an alibi, which Ian is not happy about. And I've got two theories here. So, I think she's obviously not getting much once in the divorce settlement. And yeah. this is a good way of getting Phil on side and getting much wants. But also, she's acting so weird around Ian that I feel like she knows something. Like, maybe not about Denny or maybe something hinting at that or just something sure. else. But she's she's acting very odd around Ian because even when he comes in, he does knock. She's like, we should have knocked because he wants to know what they're talking about and she doesn't want to tell him. And she tells him it's about the divorce and that's the bit where I was like, Oh, that's what I thought it would be about, but now it seems too obvious. <laughs> well, do you know what my theory was? My theory is Sharon is wanting a cut from that money that Phil has just made, or like a larger sum of money from her divorce, so that she can buy the Vic off Ian. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. And if she knows probably Ian wouldn't sell it to her, so I wonder if she'll just go straight to Max and be like, I'll give you the cash. That Ian owes here. Yeah, because all week she's been telling um, Ian that they can pay Max or they should start mm-hmm. paying Max. He's like, I'm sorting it, I'm sorting it. We know he's not. No, he's not. He's just robbing other people. I know he's robbing I mean, everyone. Who next, ben? <laughs> he's robbing Kathy. He's remortgaged the calf. He's, he's dropping everyone in it because they won't let him in on a robbery. Yeah. <laughs> he's now pairing up with Suki to take the Slaters home. Oh, God. Ian. Ian. Well, everyone's worried, aren't they? They're all worried about where Cush is. That brings us nicely to when the police go round to the Slaters next day. Again, 
to chat about the robbery. And someone across the road, someone sees this. And as a good, kind spirit, just looking out for everyone, she <laughs> decides to, you know, further throw some salt in the wounds. Salivating she was. She was dripping with delight. She was like, yes, that person was Ruby Allen. This is the same person who uh, got a man to attack their friend, put a rat through a door, uh, done an insurance scam where Martin was severely hurt. You know, she, she's just... That would never happen to her. She would never have the police at her door. Nah, nah. I mean, they, you know, they deserve it, the Slaters. There's always something rotten going on in that house. I love when Whitney was like, smiling along with her for, for five minutes and as soon as Ruby started leaving, she was like... <laughs> I loved it. It just proved our theory. Ruby and Whitney are not friends. No. Whitney is always going to be loyal to the Slaters. They've... They let her they live there. They, ha- they let, let her live there. And then, obviously, Stacey's daughter is obviously Whitney's niece. I just love yeah, the look exactly. she gave her. She gave her, like, this dirty look, like, ugh. It was great. And I just love it, because Ruby's literally got no friends. I swear to God, she's going to end up being the whodunit. You know, like, when, like, how everyone's like, it's Ian, he's going to get hit on the back of the head and, mm. and end up a whodunit. What if it's a double whodunit? Because that would be, like, that would make sense. She's basically been horrible to about, like, 10 people on the square now and it's a small street it really is small but whitney she's got a tall cat thing doesn't she that's why she's looking over at the slayer's house she's just waiting for when the police would leave so that she can go over and get cat's attention so that she can tell us something she really needs to come with her to sonia's really needs to come with her to sonia's so up the attic they crawl and you think oh god has leo left something else up there is whitney just going through some sort of traumatic experience that she needs Kat to be there with her. Oh, no, it's just Cush. He's just chilling in the corner behind the Christmas decorations. I find it really unbelievable that... I find it really weird that Whitney would be okay with someone living up there after what's happened to her. Because I think every time she hears just a movement, like, surely that would give you a bit of a trigger. Exactly. Why is he also in the loft? Why is he just staying in her room or something? Or, like... One of the other rooms in Dot's house. It makes it really no sense why they've renegated him up into the <laughs> loft. The police are not going to come knocking on Whitney's door to look for Cush. No. What connection do they have? Like, none. <laughs> well, Cush Kazimi's missing, so I think he must be. He must be. It's Sonia's. What? <laughs> Wouldn't you think Martin's and Ruby's first? All look out for each other around here, do. I mean, they do, they do. They do. Apart from when anyone needs help. Apart from when anyone needs help or is struggling. Then they just get it. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kush is clearly struggling here. Where's Martin? Yeah, nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. So Kush apologises to Kat. He should have went with her. He feels guilty. And Kat actually is understanding for the first time in a long time, I think, about what Kush is actually struggling with. It's not as simple as, oh, he just likes to play video games. He just likes to play gambling games online. It's the rush that he's addicted to, the sense of feeling rewarded and feeling good every time he plays one of them games. And I think she finally is seeing that. I think she's finally like getting to understand what's happened to Kush and that he needs help. 
I love Kush and I hate seeing this happen to him. He's so lovely and all this bad stuff's happened to him and he's hiding away and I'm like, I just want to give him a hug. It's all right, Kush. If you need somewhere to crash, mine and Emma's, it's always open. And yes, we may end up doing a Bex and, you know, just casually bringing your towels to you when you're in the shower. But other than that, other than that, yeah, fine. You can come here anytime. Anytime you need to run away from the police, you come to us. You come to us. The week starts off for Tina with, um, well, Ash just not liking her at all. Sick of her. Doesn't want her in the house anymore. So much so she goes and pretends to be at work just to be out the house. <laughs> um, I love it because Ikra's um, obviously putting that business degree to good use again. <laughs> She's just sitting on Instagram um, realising that her sister's blocked her because she chose her girlfriend of a year over her sister of, well, a lifetime. Yes. I love it. She's like, can't believe she's done this. She's basically cut all ties. She's blocked us on Insta now as well. It's like, well, you did basically choose your girlfriend who you barely know. Yeah, and you didn't believe your sister who has actually been there for you in, in your hard times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No one cares about their siblings anymore. No one cares about them. And no one fine well what goes on with the Panzars. Exactly. You know they're criminals. I love it as well because, like, Ash literally hates Tina. Literally hates her. She's like, will you stop leaving your dirty mugs in the bathroom? Which is disgusting. Why would you leave a mug in the bathroom? Yeah, what what are you doing in the bathroom with a cup? (laughs) Like, it's not even like... You know those little plastic cups that sometimes people get for, like, mouthwash and stuff? Yeah. It's not even one of them. It's an actual mug. It's a physical coffee cup. So she's literally going up there and drinking her coffee while she's like on the toilet or something. That is disgusting. <laughs> Tell you what, if how clean is your house was around there? How clean is your house was around there? Aggie, swabs that cup. Be oh, like, gosh. E. coli. E. coli. It's E. coli. It's always E. coli. <laughs> no matter what. Always. <laughs> yeah, you've well, got... And this is black mould. She did say it was um, penicillin, though. So... We'll soon yeah. find out Aggie can do a test. I love that she thinks that that's totally fine. Oh, well, it's just penicillin. Well, yeah, but you still shouldn't be ingesting mould. <laughs> like, you only get some penicillin every now and again when you need it. You know, like, medical-wise, you're drinking that even though it's, like, dirty and mouldy. I don't think she's drinking it. I think it's just a case she hasn't brought it downstairs. I've got this image of Tina literally leaving it until it gets hairy, right? Then pouring <laughs> a coffee in on top. <laughs> I love how that's, that's your first thought. Tina's drinking the mouldy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Tina's still drinking all the mould. Yeah, I have to make it disgusting. I have to have her like on my strange addiction. Well, for 10 years, I've been addicted to drinking mould. What I loved about this week is... Everywhere Tina went, someone opened up to her. Kathy opened up to yeah. her about Ian remortgaging the cafe. And, well, also she told Tina, no, you can't. You can't live with me and you can't live in the Albert again. And, well, Ikra finds out that Suki and Ian are working together and to get the Slater's house and do whatever they want to do with that. And it's all dodgy stuff. And Tina, just she just hates Ian. She just hates him. 
She's homeless. She hates Ian. She's all she wants is to take Ian down and find Shirley. And the only way she can find Shirley is quite obviously waiting for her all day and all night behind the bins to pop out and go. And I'm I'm reenacting it right now. Where you been? <laughs> How long have she sat there for? In like the, the dark and the cold. By the way, living for the fact that Tina has basically become Dotty. Like, what happened to Dotty? Like, where is she now? Where is she? She's just disappeared, right? And Tina's just took all her storylines. Now I'm going to start threatening Ian Peel. I'm going to ask him for cash or the arches. <laughs> Listen, Ian, you're going to give me the Vic or else I'll tell Sharon the truth. And then she'll never tell Sharon. And then she'll just get burgers. My favourite thing ever, my favourite thing ever about this whole Tina storyline is when, like, she's like, well, I'm going to, I want the Vic back. We've got to get Ian out of there. We've got to get back to how it was. The Vic was like our homes show. It was like, Tina, you do realise that you have to live by yourself eventually as you're uh, as an adult. You will have to move out eventually. You can't always live with Mick. <laughs> Like, that's a bit odd that you're like, I want to live with my married brother. Like, you know, it's a bit odd. <laughs> but I love it as well, because then when the show's like, yeah, but Linda's an alcoholic. And she's like, she's doing much better now. It's if, like, Linda's sobriety comes second to Tina having the bit. Having the bit, like, yeah. That, that's it. I'm, I want my house back. I want my house back, guys. Well, Tina, you could always put a deposit down for a flat or something. But also, Instead of making an alcoholic live with, like, pay for a Vic. Does she not realise the reason Linda will be doing better is because she's not surrounded by alcohol in the Vic, which is a temptation? <laughs> exactly. Come on, Tina. I love Tina. I also love it, right? I absolutely adore that <laughs> Ashton Ikra, where they're at loggerheads, Tina's just outside, just, like, chilling, and then just decides to walk in. Oh, yeah. Right at the end, <laughs> when... Right at the end, when they're just about to say, "Well, I'll just I'll just ask Tina to leave. I'll just ask her to leave." <laughs> and she's like, "Don't worry, it's fine. I don't want to be here if I'm causing problems for you." But then she turns to the camera and she's like, "Gives her a very horrible scowl, doesn't she?" It's <laughs> like scowl. She's angry that this couple are like, "You can't third wheel with her anymore, Tina. You can't get out there." I love it. She's uh, constantly like, living with couples who are like, "You can't yes. live with her anymore." Yeah, like Mick and, Mick and Linda get married. Right, um, so you're going to have to move out, Tina. I can't do that. And she never I'm did. I'm part of this relationship. <laughs> she's, like, she's just desperate. Next she'll be going around to, I don't know, like um, the Slaters or something, be like, well, since Kat and Kush are still together, I really have to live here. <laughs> I have to. They're one of the few relationships that's still going. Anyone... I was going to go around to Ruby and Martins, but they're on the rocks. Anyone who's in a relationship, there's Tina. I'll third wheel yeah. with you. <laughs> I love that poor, like, I say poor Gray, but you know he's a monster. But, like, I love how he basically comes downstairs and just finds another stranger sleeping in his house. I love the way. Shirley, yeah. you can't invite people. I love the way Shirley's like, oh, can she live here? You know, I don't legally live here either, but can she? <laughs> just yeah. join us. Yeah. Ray no longer has his kids living here permanently, but he'll have two random strange women. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now she's on a mission, hating Ian, taking Dottie's storyline, as you said. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, the Gazette guy's over and he's just sick. Ian's m- making out that he's 
the best person ever. He's getting loads of people to come over. And I really enjoyed this particular line before Tina got involved. Well, she came over and she was like, um, I'll tell you the truth about Ian. He was like, you're not going to tell me he's a pillar of the community, are you? And I was like, oh, that's our job. That's what we say. And also, no, he is not. There's only two corrupt <laughs> pillars of, of this community. And that is Jack Brannan. And Gray. I mean, Jack formally, because now Callum's took that position. Yeah, I was going to say, that's Callum's job now. But it's a bit like the US presidency, isn't it? Like, Callum's the presidential elect. He's like the corrupt elect. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to transition into it. But, you know, just has to see the air through first. <laughs> and, uh, well, Tina decides she's got a real story for this guy. What could it be? I mean, take your pick. Ian's done loads of terrible things. <laughs> Maybe she goes and asks Dottie, what, what, were, you, what were you going to say that you done? And I'll, I'll just tell the Gazette guy. <laughs> yeah, murder. Great, great. This week, uh, Denise tells Raymond who she is and that she is his birth mother. And, well, Jack stays for this moment. But I'm still confused because didn't this blow up because Jack didn't really want to be involved with Raymond because he was involved with Phil Mitchell. And, you know, he's like the DI. He's just, oh, no, not Phil. So confusing. And also he was concentrating on his own kids, but he's always found it, Denise's. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Ricky? <laughs> God, no, he's probably still in that nursery. You know, the one that lets them um, have drugs. drug searches on kids. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, he reminds me of Cherry. He's in the cupboard, probably. Yeah. Like, never around. You never see him. Bet you Tommy's put him in one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love it. Like you say, it was like, right, you've got to focus on your boy, Denise. You've got to focus on your boy. Okay, then why are you always around, Jack? Don't hate on you. Love you. But just make your mind up, guys. Are you together? Are you not? Are you friends? Are you not? Because like... Everyone says this is going to just confuse Raymond more and more. And just as they're all playing happy families, just as everything's going so well. Guess who's back? Back again. Back again. Kim is back. Tell, Tell a friend. friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? I love it. She literally barges in. She's like, did you miss me? <laughs> yes, yes, like, we love- did. We really did. <laughs> we did. And I love that she's basically not even interested about Raymond. She's just like, oh, go on, bye. <laughs> and then it's like, well, did I tell you about the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> totally real, you know. Got my own theory on it. And then Jack's like, well, I'll go see that the kids um, go to sleep, okay? I love when um, Raymond comes down because he's had another bad dream. Another one. <sighs> I just get worse, Emma. Yesterday he dreamed that he saw a man with a dirty brown hat. And the worst of it is, the same person was in my dreams as well. <gasps> yeah, and then all of a sudden, Heather Landekamp came in from Nightmare on Elm Street and she started telling us all about her bad dreams and how this man with a dirty red and green sweater and right nice for fingers. And I was like, that's the same one, Heather. I'm having the exact same dream. Do you know who else is, Heather? Raymond on <laughs> EastEnders. He's having it. <laughs> telling you, something spooky's going on, guys. I love when he walks upstairs and Kim's like, Who's this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, who's the kid? So obviously, uh, Denise says, well, I did tell you I had some news. And they, uh, well, Jack takes him off, puts him to bed. Jack being dad and yeah. Denise's man. And it's yeah. beautiful, except 
Denise wants to make it even more complicated now for Raymond because she's now going to tell Jack, nah, it's over. Again. <laughs> I also liked because Raymond drew Jack as well and said, oh, I put like daddy next to her or something. And um, well, when Denise said, well, I'll tell him the truth, I thought she was going to say, all oh, right, he's gonna, she's going to introduce him to Phil. No, no. She's going to say, we're not together. Yeah, that's going to be confusing. You've just told... This is why Jack shouldn't have been involved. Like, I love him, yeah. but he should not have been involved. Clearly, he's just bored because he doesn't have any gangstery stuff to be getting involved in. And he's like, right, well, I'll help Denise out. I mean, I was just going to leave it be, but oh, well, I've got no else on. That DI takes all the good jobs. <laughs> so, might as well. Might as well. And it's just confusing to him. It's so confusing. And I just feel like... I hope that this doesn't then jeopardise everything that Denise has just managed to achieve. But they go and split up. She goes and says that she loves them. And for that reason, he's got to stay away. <laughs> totally rational. Favourite scene of the week. Our favourite scene this week is Tina popping up as Shirley goes home and saying, Where you been? I love it. It's like gonna be one of my favourite scenes of all year. Like it is just so funny. Where she's just been sat out there, pitch black, freezing cold for God knows how long, waiting for Shirley to come home to a home that's not even Shirley's. So she could go and live with Shirley. Favorite scene of the week. Welcome to our new segment, Icon of the Week. And our first icon of the week. It's Tina Carter. I mean, with an iconic moment, like hiding out behind Grey's bins for hours for Shirley, it had to go to her, didn't it? Now it's time to play a little game we like to call here Beal or No Beal. The game's very simple, Emma, as all good games are. I'm just going to give you a quote and you just have to tell me whether it's a Beal or a No Beal who said it. Yay! Some good prizes in this one as well, so <laughs> try your hardest, okay? So, quote number one, here we go. Leave it out, Mark. You've never, you're never at school. No, Beal? Oh, it's a Beal. Oh. It, it's a difficult one. It's a really obscure line. It's basically Ian Beal's very first line uh, in the show. It is, yes. Yeah. When it's him um, and Sharon's in that big fluffy... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all stood there, and he's like, uh, he's basically taking the mic out of Mark, not uh, going to school. Quote number two, Emma. I don't like liars. Now, that could be two people. Yeah. But it is definitely, I'll do it in a deeper voice. Oh, okay. I don't like liars. <laughs> Sounds like your version of Mick from the <laughs> It does. I'm going to say Beale. Correct, it's Peter Beale when he's saying to Lola that he doesn't like liars, despite lying about sleeping with her to Jay. (laughs) (laughs) Quote number three. Blimey. (laughs) No, (laughs) Beale. Correct, that was Barry Evans. One of our favourite scenes where he picks up the sexy lingerie from Second Honeymoon. <laughs> that Pat stashed away in a suitcase. <sighs> Love it. Love it. He did too. Quote number four. Can you stop hearing my allowance again? Beal. 
Correct. It's Peter Veal. <laughs> when he's mooching off his dad. Quote number five. Why do we do it? No, Beal. It was Peter Veal. It. it was Peter Veal because it was the bit where it's him and Ash and they're talking about their family and how they... Oh, you know, yes, that was they, awful. They, they, let each other, they let them get away with loads of things. They help them and everything. Why do we do it? No, I do not want that pairing. No, that's so gross. <laughs> Quote number six for you, Emma. How convenient. You're dealing drugs to your sister in a heroic way. <laughs> Beal? Correct. That was Ian Beal when he realised that Peter had become Lucy's drug dealer. <laughs> Quote number seven, Emma. Husband. <laughs> wife. No, Beal. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Quote number eight. My taste is still pretty old school. I love Daft Punk. <laughs> no, Beal. But he was on a date with a Beal. True, true and correct. <laughs> now, the final two, Emma. Final okay. two. Can I tempt you to something frothy? <laughs> no, Beal. Correct. It's puffed up ankles, the security guard. <laughs> Final one. Not my boy. <laughs> Shirley's boy. <laughs> no, Bill. Correct. And because you got way more right than you did wrong, I think you only got like two wrong or yes, something. Yes, I got two wrong. You win the prize, Emma. And the prize, the grand prize is Ian will pay you back money that he owes you by scamming someone else. Save Ben's free. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ian. <laughs> this week's episode is sponsored by Grey's Homeless Halfway House. Perhaps you've rolled out of that relationship you were third wheeling in and need a place to stay. Well, look no further. Come to Grey's Homeless Halfway House. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night.